Hey there, fellow nerd, and welcome to Popner Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Pham. This is the second episode of our Solid mini series, and if you want to hear more episodes like this, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Get in touch with us on our social media. We love hearing from you, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Popner Lounge. My guest for the second episode in the Solian series is a fabulous singer-songwriter originally from the island of St. Croix. She was a winner of the Leona Lewis episode, and her song Solo Quiero, All I Want, recently topped the Billboard charts. Her Best For Me remix will be dropping October 18th. Please welcome my guest, Rosie. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Rosie. Rosie, thank you so much for joining me on my show. Thank you for having me. When did poetry turn into songwriting for you? So, uh, let's see, since about the age of, I don't know, I want to say like 10 or 11, I've always been, you know, a singer, a singer in my family, always wrote poetry little like rhymes, things like that, just growing up. And I think I've always, like I said, I've always sang. So I've always had like various melodies in my head. I just make up, you know, whatever the song was about, whether it was like clothing or shoes or love or crush. I've always made those things up as I was writing my poetry. So Probably around the age of like 11 or 12, I think those words turned into music. And so how did the growing up on the island of St. Croix shape your musical journey? Oh, wow. Um, growing up on St. Croix, um, I come from a very uh, strict Christian family. My dad was a minister and my mom was also in uh, ministry and education. Um, my parents have both passed away, but... Um, growing up as like a strict Pentecostal Christian, like church girl, definitely shaped who I am. Although I'm not doing like Christian or gospel music, uh, those influences are, you know, you can hear them throughout the course of my journey as an artist. And I think uh, growing up on the island, we are a U.S. territory, so we were influenced by American music. Um, we had MTV, we had BET. So those pop influences, along with like, uh, there's a, a large Latin community on my island. And then, of course, we have like the reggae and the calypso. So I think like a fusion of those influences definitely play a part in my music today. On the show, you said you were a makeup artist for a bit while you took a break from music, since it can be kind of discouraging sometimes. So what was that gut feeling or that instinct that brought you back to music? So I moved to L.A. in December 2012. And uh, right before that, um, I had just graduated from college. And I, um, I had done some demo work and like I'd worked with local artists in Florida. So when I moved to L.A., I kind of like took a step back and I was like, I don't want to do music anymore. Um, it's very political. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes on, you know, not just as an artist, but just in, in the business side of the industry that can be very discouraging. So when I moved to L.A., I went to makeup school and, 
you know, I was working on set, on photo shoots, and uh, everyone loves this story, but I went on a date with a producer, and he's still, like, we're, we're cool today, we're not, like, friends, um, but we're cordial, but I went on a date with him, and we were talking, and I mentioned that I did music in Florida, and he was like, well, I'd like to hear some of your stuff, or, like, I'd like to hear your voice, so he played the piano, and um, we went to the studio, and, like, we were just kind of, you know, vibing, and playing off of each other and I, I was singing and he stopped playing and he turned around and he looked at me and he was like he was like you would be doing yourself a disservice if you did not take advantage of your talent he's like you have to be crazy to just let your talent go to waste basically and so that was sort of like the moment or the catalyst that sort of re-sparked something in me and um, I'm grateful for it because you know Six years later, or four years later, now I'm, you know, off of Songland with number one song on Billboard. So I'm uh, very grateful for that moment. <laughs> Has someone given you a completely different interpretation of a song you've written than its original intention? Um, I cannot say until, up until Songland, I don't think I've ever had um, an experience like that. I don't think anyone, I mean, songs can have different meanings to different people, definitely, but um, to the extreme that <laughs> my my original song on Songland, it uh, turned into from a ballad to a Latin pop record, like, that's, I, I don't even think I could ever have imagined that, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, naming the title of a song, I feel like, could be a different a difficult process because it's not just like picking a line from the chorus and naming that song. It has some weight to it. So how do you pick the titles to your songs? Um, a lot of times I actually have a, um, in my notes on my phone, I have a specific note where I just write song titles. Like if I'm on the train or if I'm like in the car and I get an in like something that inspires me and I'm like, oh, that's a cool song title. I literally just, I probably have like 80 song titles in there. I don't know what the entire song may be about, but I definitely like, I have like a core idea and I just jot it down so I don't forget. <laughs> I feel like I'm the same way. Like, um, I'm not a, like a lyricist or a songwriter, but like I'll, I'll have ideas and I'll just like jot them down in my notebook sometimes like, and just write. I feel like that's so therapeutic. You just kind of get yeah. caught up in your feels and you're just like, oh, an idea and you just jot it down. I'm like, yeah. I have, like, a lyric that, like, I would love for somebody to turn it into a song. And I'm just like, maybe one day, maybe not. But just, you know. Like, maybe. Just, you never know. Right. It's just so fun <laughs> just kind of, like, jotting out your ideas. It's just, like, the creative that's wired in me. How do you become vulnerable in the songwriting process without feeling like you're shared too much? I think it's okay to share too much as a as a writer. It is important that you are vulnerable, because that is what that's what people connect to. Um, that's what your audience connects to. I, I use Adele as a great example because you know she's now out of a uh, her marriage, so I can't wait to hear the next album. <laughs> I know it's gonna be great um, because Twenty One was great, and that was inspired by a previous breakup. So I think it's okay to share too much, you know, so that other people know that hey, you're not alone in whatever you're feeling. Look at this artist. They're sharing their feelings. So it's okay for you to do that as well. 
Right. I, that's what I love about music in general. It's a, sometimes you'll find a song that you just empathize with and that speaks to you. And it'll yeah. like serve you and your emotions in that moment. One of the examples that I use is um, In My Blood by Shawn Mendes. Because uh, even though I like, I, it hit me emotionally when I first heard it, it wasn't very until very recently where I was sitting in my room and I was in my emotional feels. I was going through like a rough patch and just hearing that song. I'm just like, I just need to hide out for like Aww. five minutes. I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> I just need to hear the song and like cry it out. <laughs> so you're, you originally came into Songland with kind of like a heartbreak record without knowing who your artist was going to be. Did you have somebody in mind who you envisioned singing the song? I didn't have anyone in mind initially. The show did, like, you know, they'd send us, like, emails, like, oh, do you think this song would fit this person or this person? But Leona wasn't even in, in the list, you know. She wasn't even included in that. So I literally had no idea. I didn't know who the artists were going to be on the show. So I was just like, whoever it is, I hope they like the song. <laughs> Ryan had a clear vision that he was going to take this into like a reggaeton or like Latin pop like spin on your record. What was your reaction to like when they were like kind of breaking down your song and they were breaking it apart? Like how, how did you react to his vision and his idea for that? I I was ex I was just excited first of all I was excited to be there to like be in their presence so just to, you know he starts playing the chords and I'm like oh okay he's grooving he's jamming and um it felt good in the moment and uh, I was just I was just excited honestly I would be too like all those like the three producers and writers like I've looked up to them forever. And just to be, like, in that room, I can only imagine just, like, the weight of that musically. They're legends, like, in their own right. Yeah. So, oh. Like, I, I love talking to you guys who have appeared on the show. I've, I've interviewed a couple of the Songland contestants, and it's just, it's been incredible, like, hearing your guys' experience, because it's so different from mm -hmm. other reality show competitions. I feel like other reality shows are so cutthroat, and you guys were so supportive of each other, and it's such a collaborative, very nurturing process whenever you guys go through the show yeah they they definitely took really good care of us and everything that everything that you see on the show is very authentic like we we they literally like threw us in like we had no idea who our artists were you know it was just it was great <laughs> tell me a little bit about like spending time in the recording studio and in your session, like transforming it with Ryan. Cause I know that he initiated his idea or he just like said his idea when like you were auditioning, but like actually spending time in the studio, how did that feel like hearing the beats that he produced or like kind of seeing where his idea kind of transform into an actual record? Being in the studio with him was pretty, I mean, I was like just sitting there like in awe and like, of course, I'm like writing and, you know, we're, we're collaborating. And I was just like, I couldn't believe I was there in that moment. But it was very, it was just a learning experience for me. And um, I always tell other writers now, like, it's the, the, the hook that we came up with is the simplest hook. And I think as a lot of, uh, a lot of writers and creative people, we get in our heads a lot and we overthink things. And I'm like, this simple song, this simple hook just changed my life. So 
it's okay to overthink sometimes, but I think what I learned from Ryan is that simplicity is best. They also released the new song called Somebody to Love with JT Roach. And um, even that is like a really simple hook that JT, you know, brought to the show. I think it was just a learning experience for me to be in the room with Ryan. So congrats on being the episode winner for Leona Lewis. And your record has been smashing the charts on the Latin charts. So tell me, what has that experience been? Kind of seeing the feedback and seeing how people have been listening to it and streaming it and everything. And just seeing like the support behind a record that you had a hand in. Um, it's been it's been great. I get messages on Instagram every day of like people dancing or like tagging me um, in their posts with the song. So it's really like surreal, but exciting. And um, I'm just super, super grateful uh, for everyone at Songland, for Leona, Khalil, Dandy, Ryan. Just I I don't think I could have imagined this, you know, um, happening this way. So very, very thankful. So what's coming up with uh, you music-wise? Do you have any shows coming up? Or like I saw that you recently released an EP, correct? So so, so tell me about like what's going on with you music-wise currently. Uh, currently, yes, I did release an EP in May. It's my first EP, my debut EP. Um, it's It was a, a like a year and a half long project. It took some time. It's my baby. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it was myself, um, my co-writer, Ali, who's my good friend and her boyfriend, Paul, it was just the three of us. He produced everything and we co-wrote most of the stuff on the EP and it was just very near and dear to my heart. Outside of that, I'm working on, uh, some releases coming up. I have a remix to one of my songs from my EP, that's going to be a, a Latin remix, um, just kind of exactly, right? So exciting. <laughs> um, and so it's going to be kind of like a Caribbean Latin fusion of a remix. And it features um, a local artist from my island. His name is Cruziano. So he's like a Latin rapper, singer. He has a great voice. You guys are going to be like, the girls are going to fall in love with his voice because I fell in love with his voice. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, you just made my song sound like a whole nother record. Like, it's just it's so I'm so excited. So that's coming out uh, in October and we're going to shoot the video on St. Croix as well. Um, I have an, another release coming out with Disco Fries and uh, a lot of things in the works, but, you know, Everything takes time. Um, but yeah, you know, good stuff coming up. I'm super excited to share with you guys. And I hope that you love what I put out. Yeah, we're super excited to tell you whenever I first heard Solo Quiero in its studio form, I was, dude, I can envision like a dance to this. Like I used to be a Latin ballroom dancer. So I'm like, I see a samba. Ooh. I see like this like, <laughs> island vibe. It was, I was like, ah, oh, yes. And so if, if more stuff like that is coming, then I'm going to gobble it up like a delicious dessert. It's going to be amazing. What piece of advice would you give to dreamers out there who are listening? Oh man, I know it's like super cliche, but like, don't give up on yourself. <laughs> I can't say it enough. Just, I mean, maybe sometimes you need to take a break. You need to step away, but just don't, don't let things get to you. Don't, don't let it get to the point where you're just like, screw it. If you really truly believe in yourself and, you know, 
you have the talent and you have the work ethic, then just keep pushing, you know, keep pushing. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. So we're going to play a quick little game of song association. Um, disclaimer, I did rip this off Elle's YouTube page, also Terrell Grace's <laughs> YouTube page. Um, but it's going to be a fun little game. So uh, the way that we play it is that I'll give you a word and then you have 10 seconds to sing a song with that word in it. I hope you're ready. I hope you're up for the challenge. Okay. Yeah, I love. I hope I don't suck. <laughs> You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> okay, so your first okay. word is tongue. Your first word is tongue. Tongue. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> See, and the only um only song that I, I, I can think of well at the moment is uh senorita and it's like in the the bridge so oh my god they, they say tongue and like that's how i thought of the word but i'm like is there any other song with tongue in it i'm like i don't know it's such a random word all right so your next word is all your next word is all i give my all to Mariah Carey. <laughs> yes, yes, girl. She's smashing it. All right, um, so your next word is stop. Your next word is stop. Stop? Oh, my God. Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need some Spice Girls. <laughs> yes. They just recently, oh, my God. So, like, um, I was saying before our interview, I work at a high school, and for, our, like, the warning bell or whatever they played music and they played that song for like one of the morning morning bells it was so fun i was like i haven't heard this song in so long that's a great um, song so your next word is thing your next word is thing thing uh -huh. <clears throat> oh my god thing the thing 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 the thing is that a song <laughs> it could be i just made that up Oh, sweet thing. Does that count? Yeah, sweet yeah, yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, it's so an old song. <laughs> it is an when old, I, super I, old When song. I was thinking of that word, I came up with um, what is it? The um, doo-wop or that thing by Lauren Hill. That um, thing. That okay. Thing. Okay. Oh, I love that song. Love that song. So your next word is apologize. Your next word is apologize. Well, you know, the great Ryan's header wrote a song that goes, it's too late to apologize. One Republic. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a little homage to your producer slash mentor, Mr. Ryan yes, yes. Header. <laughs> All right. And your last word is deja vu. Your last word is deja vu. Well, <clears throat> you know, I have a song called Deja Vu. <clears throat> and it's like deja vu, not being here with you, nothing but empty rooms. Deja vu by Rosie. <laughs> oh my gosh, you smashed it. Thank Girl. you. Yes. That was fun. So fun. Yes, I love playing <laughs> Song Association. I love it. This was a fabulous interview. I had such a fun time chatting with you. Tell the people where they can connect with you on social media and where they can find your music. So you can find me on Instagram at Rosie Official, uh, on Twitter at Rosie underscore official. 
Uh, and uh, those are my two main platforms. I also have a Facebook. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was super, super fun. And um, I can't wait. <laughs> Rosie was so fun to have on. I really enjoyed hearing her story of not giving up on her dreams of music. Sometimes we all need a break, but getting that little reminder of our passions might be the one thing we need to thrive in our dreams. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more of Rosie's music, visit the link in the show notes. Popner Lounge is produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Graphic design is by Vico. The show is edited and hosted by Steph Pham. If you like our show, please make sure you visit our website, popnerlounge.com. On our website, you'll be able to find things like our previous episodes, more information on our guests, and yes, our new handy-dandy buy-me-a-coffee button. That's popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you join in next time for another compelling conversation with a fellow creative. For Popner Lounge, I'm Steph Pham. 